Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Encouraging news for the Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine. The company now says it's 94% effective with a booster shot given after two months. This from a vaccine effectiveness study the company conducted. Dr. Jim Harris with the South Bend Clinic Center for Research says there are 30,000 patients involved and more than 100 of them are from Michiana. He says this is good news for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and booster shots moving forward. This is very good news that we've heard uh, this week. It's very exciting because it shows that the J&J vaccine is just as effective as the other ones. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine has gotten, quote, lost in the shuffle, according to Dr. Jim Harris. He says this data is good news for the single-dose shot. It's 100% protecting, uh, keeping people out of the hospital and from dying. It's 94% effective in preventing infections. The trial started the beginning of the year. He says half of the patients received a second dose two months after the first. Dr. Harris says getting the extra shot increased the person's antibody levels against the virus. Nobody really knew then or even knows now what the ideal interval is between the shots. But what they showed that by waiting two months, it increased the antibody levels by four to five times. But waiting six months increased the levels by nine to 12 times. So it looks like the longer you wait, the better the boost you get from the vaccine. While a booster isn't approved yet, Dr. Harris thinks we'll see a resurgence in the company's vaccine after this recent data. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine does not require cold storage, and it could be more effective the longer you wait for a booster. But he says that data has yet to come. So it suggests that the booster, uh, it doesn't really hurt to wait with the booster. It may even be a better boost if you wait a few more months Uh, rather than rushing out to get it right away. So Johnson & Johnson has provided this data to the FDA and CDC in consideration for a booster shot. And for anyone that hasn't gotten the vaccine, Dr. Harris says now is the time to do so. And even a single dose of Johnson & Johnson is about 80% effective. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. The FDA has now approved Pfizer boosters for people aged 65 and older and those at high risk of exposure, like healthcare workers, teachers, daycare workers, and more. One South Bend school is the only local recipient this year of the National Blue Ribbon Award. A total of seven schools in Indiana, including Swanson, to receive this national academic honor. Swanson received its award in Exemplary Achievement Gap Closing Schools. It's looking at different subgroups in our building, our black students, our low poverty students, our um, students that are, you know, ELL, ELL speakers. That means providing education to subgroups to succeed. This staff is just amazing. They recognize when kids need a little bit of extra and they, they push. Crystal Strummy is a paraprofessional and parent at Swanson. She switched her daughter over to Swanson in the second grade from another school corporation. She was showing very much growth, and Swanson was just the place for her. She has really grown as a student, as a learner. Swanson is doing a few things to stand out and provide a place for learning. We do a lot of things hands-on, and and we really like to um, work together 
and, and build that community of a classroom. A strong focus on community, Swanson strives to have all students reading at their grade level. We also are providing tier two instruction in each one of our classrooms and we're getting ready to do an extended day for students after school as well. Swanson's success even comes from simple everyday things like singing the Swanson song, where the last line says, we always come to school to do our best. We're doing our best to have the principals share with other principals, but to replicate that in other buildings because we want more than one Blue Ribbon School. Now the benefit of receiving the National Blue Ribbon Award is the honor of recognition. Swanson and other schools who receive the award do not get money. WSBT 22's Taylor Gattoni reporting. As many of us try to return to our routines, a problem has become more acute, not having enough child care staff. For decades, daycares have faced teacher shortages. In light of the pandemic, awareness of the need for help has increased. There wasn't as much demand for teachers and daycares last year when students were home. As more students return to in-person classes, there are fewer helping hands to care for them. Um, we had a few retire. We had some that went to other places due to um, income. Staffing shortages are being seen all across the country. Some industries are increasing wages and benefits as an incentive. But daycare simply don't have the budget to do that. This is the first year I've actually had to close down a class till I could get adequate teachers in a classroom. Renee Lawler has been in the industry for 32 years working at Clay Church. Right away, let's try again. This year's been tough to fill open teaching positions. It's finding the staff for that. And I don't want to pull anybody just to pull anybody. You have to find the right person and the right, you know, qualifications. So childcare is one of those essential um, jobs. And it's one of those things that we require to have a strong labor force. Parents heading back to work are sending their younger children into daycares meaning the need for teachers is high, but the pay is not. Could be a, another daycare. More of them, honestly, were going out just to look for other jobs that had more income for their family. Daycares have regulations specifying the child-per-teacher ratio. That means without teachers, there's a longer wait list to get into a daycare. Because we have the attention and interest from the federal government uh, and even some commitment from the president to invest unprecedented amounts in this industry is to take advantage of that opportunity. Daycares are hoping federal funds can bring help back to the classrooms. At Clay Church, they've gone to greater lengths to advertise open positions. Once again, WSBT 22's Taylor Gatoni. Many school systems are adjusting menus on the fly as ordering and shipping continue to be disrupted by the pandemic and a shortage of workers. Schools already have enough on their plates, but now they're trying to figure out what they will literally have on their plates. While the lunchroom rush is underway, kids are grabbing everything they need. But what's on the menu is a question no one really knows until it's served. What I have put on the menu may not be what we serve next week at all. Mishawaka's food service director, Linda Cobb, says it's more of a delay. It's not really a shortage. There's plenty of food. They're getting fed every single day with plenty of options to, to choose from. Um, there just may be a change in their menu every day. At New Prairie, Lori Jacobson says pretty much every item is subject to change. Everything that, um, that you see in grocery stores may be a shortage of, we're also experiencing here at schools. 
Items like pizza, chicken, and veggies are what vendors are running out of most, meaning every day districts are having to get creative and substitute based on what they do have. So if we can't get our chicken nuggets that we want, maybe we can find a shredded chicken and we'll make that into a shredded chicken barbecue sandwich. We might be serving something a little more often than we typically do. We typically try to have a lot of variety. Uh, but we might be less able to provide that variety in certain situations. Having to adjust on the fly, they're still ensuring kids are fed and anyone with allergy restrictions are being taken care of. We want to take care of the nutrition for our students because that led, leads to a better educational experience. So we won't stop at anything. But the problem, they say, goes back to labor shortages, from the butchers to drivers to even packaging. If we can't produce a product or if we can't even make the cups that we need, um, that also affects uh, Trix yogurt. Uh, we can't get cups for the Trix yogurt, therefore we can't get Trix yogurt. Jacobson says they work closely with vendors to make the best of the current delays. Superintendent White says they're looking to control what they can to help. That's by looking into raises. They do need enough people on hand for not only the ideas, but the execution of the ideas. So while it may be a little longer before your kid's favorite meal is back on the menu, schools want to reassure that the only impact is what your kids are eating, not if they're having a complete meal. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting. A local neighborhood is expanding thanks to Habitat for Humanity. The Fields at Highland subdivision in Mishawaka is the site for several new homes going up with the help of sweat equity from the future owners. Just a few short days, but with a lot of hard work, roofs will go on six houses in this neighborhood. And it's all thanks to dozens of Habitat for Humanity volunteers. From the outside, this might look like a normal neighborhood. But for those living here and helping build these homes, it's clear the mission runs much deeper than that. Not only is it home, but it's home for families that would not have this opportunity if it wasn't for the Habitat program. This week we'll see roofs being put on six homes in the neighborhood, but the plans for the future are much bigger. Well, right now we have about 30 lots that still need to be developed, give or take five or six, because we're constantly building. But we're going to be filling this uh, subdivision up with 60% of Habitat homes and 40% of market rate. The families that will be moving in are very fortunate, but they have also put in a lot of work themselves. It's not a gimme. You have to work so, so hard for the end goal. Um, lots of sweat equity hours are put in. Uh, and for me, I get to show my daughter what it means to, to, to work hard for something to call your own. Clearly, though, this goes far beyond a financial impact. It's a community of hope. So. Every house that's being built and that has been built is a symbol of hope for families that may not be able to afford traditional housing in any other setting. Um, Habitat is just another pathway to home ownership, um, and, it, and it means a lot to the families and the volunteers. Many of the volunteers work on this project year after year. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. Construction of the Indec Niles Energy Center is wrapping up as it prepares for testing. Local and company officials say the facility will be generating power for many states in the Midwest once it's up and running. This $1.1 billion project has been in the works for a while. It's been a point of discussion in the city of Niles for about 20 years now, but coming very soon, this once unused and contaminated area will be turned into a major power hub for the Midwest. Construction started on the Indec Niles Energy Center in 2019, bringing in 400 to 900 construction workers at a time. Commerce says the Energy Center has already drummed up excitement in the community. 
site in Niles. So really some you know, top of the industry skilled folks who have come from all over the country to uh, uh, converge on our region and work to build you know, a state-of-the-art world-class uh, uh, facility. So. And this energy center isn't just a benefit to the Michiana area. David Hicks, a vice president with INDAC Energy, says this facility will also help produce power for other states. So the PJM is a power pool that, it can, that includes all or some of 13 states. Part of Michigan, part of Indiana are in the PJM power pool. The plant will use natural gas, which Hicks says is cleaner and more efficient than nuclear or coal. This project will be has the capability to serve the needs of about 650,000 residences and businesses throughout the Midwest. This is also, when it is constructed and in operation, will be the most, one of the most efficient power plants in the United States of America. Niles Utility Manager Jeff Dunlap says the Energy Center will be a huge customer to the city, and he says the billion-dollar project is industrial growth that's putting Niles on the power grid. It's taking a, a piece of a community that was abandoned decades ago and blighted and turning it into something that's good for not only our community, but the whole Midwest. 21 workers have already been hired to work here and they're currently undergoing training. So testing begins in October and it's supposed to be fully operational by March 15th. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. The water level in Lake Michigan is down well over a foot from last year's record high. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers measures the lake levels every month to see the impact and possible trends. Coming down from last August's record numbers, we've come closer to the average, but still well above it. In just a year, Lake Michigan has gone down 16 inches. One inch equates to 800 billion gallons of water. This time of year, it's expected to see the water levels start to go down, but the drastic drop is easily explained. And that was the result of a, a drier than average you know, winter and continuing drier conditions in the spring and early summer. Army Corps hydrologist Keith Kapalowicz says while that's a lot of water, it's coming down from record highs. To put it in perspective, Lake Michigan is still 17 inches above normal water levels. As waves continue to crash along the shoreline, he says it should provide some relief to those who battle with erosion. And when we do get those fall storms like we typically do in the Great Lakes, there's still going to be erosion. Um, but the, the focus of that erosion is going to be a little bit further down the shoreline and not necessarily impacting the same place as it was last year. Monitoring the water levels, he says, is critical. Shoreline property owners, you know, marina owners, recreational and commercial boaters all pay attention to, to make decisions on you know, what type of infrastructure they might want to put in place. A uh, marina owner might want to know if he's got to improve uh, certain docks or recreational boat uh, boaters in the Great Lakes might want to pay attention to know where uh, a new place that they might be able to go visit. With water levels following the seasonal cyclical pattern, they should continue dropping this fall. They are closely watching this winter's expected La Nina, which should bring cold air to the Great Lakes. If we saw a, a very cold winter with a lot of snow, you know, that would impact water levels heading into next year. You know, maybe they would end up uh, returning to a little bit higher than they were this year. If we were to have a heavy dose of snow this winter and a rainy spring, that could lead to that rise in water levels next year. But at this point, it's unsure just how high that could get. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 